0: Rock Rising is an artist-focused, nonprofit organization. We rely on listeners like you to keep going. If you want to find out how you can support a show, an artist, or give to our 2021 organizational costs, please go to rockrising.org donate. Thanks for listening. All
1: right.
0: Jana, how uh, about... About sure. How about you go? How about you go? Yeah. Sure. Well,
2: okay. Mine. This is kind of a. I'm almost like I'm almost hesitant to say it because it might sound like someone will be like, "Well, the answer is just don't wear a mask." But uh, the thing that I it's such a this is such a tiny thing. <laughs> <And> so, like, <laughs> if that's you out there, wear a mask regardless. Um. But um. Now that it, maybe it's also more than now that it's winter getting cold but Uh maybe it's not actually because of that i don't know um so you know how when you're wearing a mask for a long time like not Mm -hmm. just 20 minutes or something um like i'm finding so much like the condensation that gets trapped in the mask and then like stays on my like between my nose and chin area um okay it's it's i'm just i'm breaking out more and it's, like, wet and uncomfortable. Uh, and I know there isn't really a way to fix this, because... It, 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 don't you say it. It's The answer is not, don't wear masks, okay? Um, but, like... Because if you had little, like, air vents, then that would defeat the purpose, obviously. Um, mm. So this is, like, the tiniest... I don't even... It, it's, like...
0: Well, okay, dull, now... I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, so... I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, how long... Are you doing? how long are you usually in this situation?
2: I mean, so yeah, it's not every day. I'm also i mean like I'm not even i feel like a jerk because I'm not a person who like has to still go to a physical work and like wear my mask for eight hours, so mm-hmm. I am sorry for even bringing it up except unless it, you out there who do have to do that, if you feel the same way, then i trying to i'm gonna be your advocate as much as I can um. Be- but, like, you know, if I like today, I was wearing my mask for like t- three hours, probably. Um, and
0: it got so sweaty.
2: it just got it got sweaty. That and because have... it's winter, my nose was kind of it was like my nose was starting to run a little. you were like
0: sneezing into it. In I
2: there. wasn't sneezing. It was just like, you know, when it's cold and your nose runs, I was outside.
0: Mm, and right. so
2: like then my snot was kind of dripping down. And it had to stay in there cause what, you know, I didn't know. I guess I, I always of, do like, feel weird is. about that, like,
0: mask the little the little wet line you can get below your nose
2: yeah yep yeah
0: you know yeah yeah I do I always feel a little weird about that i feel like i think is also like any sign that you have coughed or sneezed or nose run or anything it's like i i mm, i might I, I don't you don't know that i have covid just because i have a runny nose right, in the right, winter right. like challenge it's not that big challenge. deal
2: yeah yeah but also thank yeah. you for taking it seriously but yeah
0: yeah. Um. So, so, you want to get rid of maskney or you want to get rid of? Uh, it's honestly the feel. The excess moisture. Yeah,
2: it's the excess moisture. Like maybe if I had a still suit mask, then it could trap that uh, and nice. turn nice. it. Thank you. Right. Like that's actually what we should invent. Is sp- yeah, well, not even invent, you know, Frank Herbert invented them, I guess, kind of, just like... Get well, he didn't
0: out. invent it. I mean, he, well, he, sure, sure, sure. he, at best, came up with he, 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 uh, yeah, some...
2: Interpreted, adapted. Some
0: remarks about it.
2: Sure. Right. So we don't actually know how to make one. But, um, right. yeah, it would be cool if, it, yeah, if it's like there's a way to get that moisture out of there without releasing any, mm. uh, you know, of my, any germs or any, anything like that.
0: Okay. So, you know what I do?
2: What do you do? Tell me.
0: Well, I, it's not even what do I do. Have you seen my mask?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. hmm
0: Yeah. I, and there is a world in which it is really terribly ineffective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I'm sure that that's likely, um, but... Having it so that when I'm in like close contact, or if I'm going into somewhere like a store Mm -hmm. where I can just whip the bottom strap on so -hmm. that it hugs my face tightly. And then when I'm walking around,
2: leave the bottom. I can. Yeah.
0: Right. For, for the folks at home, I have a mask that the way that I've made it is that it fits over my head you know i pull it down over my head like you might say like if you were putting on a visor and you just kept pulling it down um and then the bottom is open and then it but it's got this like toggle closure on the bottom so then i just whip it back behind my neck and then it's like tight to my face and it's like hangs down tight to my face uh yeah i mean i i think that like yeah. that way the you're not having I still get the little nosies, but it doesn't hug my it's not yeah. like sticking super close to my face all the time
2: sure 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 yeah it's yeah I just don't have a mask that is like that um but you know that's on me i I can make another mm. one like that
0: right you could um, get also just like better skin
2: that's really like if your skin
0: can't take great it point. survival of the fittest yeah. you just
2: yeah let's uh, just i I would like skin. to get rid of my inferior skin. This week. Yep.
0: Please, please Great. and thank you.
2: And I don't need to replace right. with anything. Just I'll just be me but with no skin. Right. So picture that. You be,
0: you be, you be the horizontal two-face.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: horizontal mm-hmm.
2: two-face. Um, what about you, Steven? How are you Gina. What? Oh no.
0: My printer, it just like doesn't work anymore. I don't, I don't it every time I try to print, it just says. Waiting for the printer to become available. Oh, jeez. But there's nothing.
2: Have you made an appointment?
1: What? Because it maybe it's because it's not available. I'm holding
0: for applause. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I I don't. I've like I've deleted and and re-downloaded the drivers. I've. You know, I've turned it off and turned it on, turned my computer off and turned it back mm. on. Frustrated. Uh, I've switched cables. I've done it everything.
2: You've done everything. Yeah. Is it an old printer?
0: Well, I mean, it is, but I feel like it's old in the sense that a bike can be old. Like, mm. it's... Yeah, it
2: should last
0: yeah it's it's not a wi-fi printer it's a hardline printer so like there just doesn't seem to me to be any reason that it can't like accept the the signals you know and and i used it I, i've been using it rel with like pr- pretty continually <laughs> um yeah, you know, I think the last time I might have used it was in, like, mid-October.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, like, yeah, I, I need it to work. You do. That's- For the folks at home, it's yeah. November, so that was, like, a month ago. I should have said a month ago. I shouldn't have cemented this in time. Oh,
2: dear. It's okay, I do it every- What
0: a goober. <laughs>
2: I'm really sorry I about that. Am. Do you want to get rid of your printer? You want the printer to uh, just...
0: To I just want the printer print to work. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want new things. I don't want yeah. new. I, I, oh, yeah. uh, there's no. enough. There's enough new things in the world. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean. I want like. Computer. Yeah. I just want it to work. I want to get rid of it not working. I want to yeah. get rid yeah. of. I don't even. I. I don't think this is a planned obsolescence thing. Hmm. I. But I. I just. I. I just don't know. I don't know, and I want to. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get rid of the need to know, and I want to get rid of the problem.
2: Yeah. Hey, I. Yeah. I hear you. That sounds. I'm on board with that. I wish I could help you.
1: I wish
0: that too. But I. I just I hope wish it... that. Too.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: shall we? Welcome to "Should We Keep This?" the cultural view podcast that isn't going to work in the lyrics of hit songs this year, this time. Oh, really? We're gonna look back over the past 50 years of Behind These Hazel Eyes film, music, television, challenging your don't ya, nostalgia to get at the candy shop. Question what? Should we keep this? Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <laughs> I'm Stephen Goldigger Moskis.
2: I'm <clears throat> Gina. One, two, step, Stevenson? I just looked at the thing right now. I don't know if you referenced that one already. Hey,
0: and since you've been gone, it's 2005. We're talking about Crash and American Idol.
2: We sure are. We sure are. What a year.
0: Let me um, love
2: you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, that one You just snuck back. That was very uh, smooth. Um, so I don't have a better way of saying this. Maybe you can help me say this, what the uh-huh. year is of but holler back girl. Okay. I'll holler back at you right now with the rest of my sentence. Um, the year. Okay. So this is the year of, yeah, there's such a better way to say this. and I don't know what it is of like, okay. Of cell phones are now pretty ubiquitous and we're really proud of them, but looking back, they look really dumb. That's that's my, can you say that better for me?
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs)
2: <laughs> or you know what i mean we don't need to
0: right like uh some i to call a cell phone primitive is like uh a bit short-sighted in terms of things that are primitive but it's like um right. thinking primitive tech Technology, is advanced
2: yeah totally totally yeah um nice yeah. Check, check.
0: But it's definitely we've we've crossed out of the. Don't worry, I'll just call them on my
2: <laughs> my cellular
0: language. telephone. Oh,
2: sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. My
0: yeah. cellular phone.
2: <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> How are we gonna tell them? We can't talk <laughs> in the library. Yeah. I'll send them a text SMS, SMS. text message.
2: <laughs> SMS. Yes. Exactly. We're just beyond that, but it's still... We belong uh, together. Thank you. Ooh, yeah, we do, Stephen. That's so sweet of you. That's so unprompted mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. so sweet and has nothing else, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to talk about... Which one do you want to talk about first?
0: Um, I think maybe we talk about Crash.
2: I was going to say the same thing. Yes.
0: Okay. I love it love it that's crash. why we belong together
2: that's why we belong together, we belong together. Is it
1: that?
2: together. Yeah. um all right crash so this is the best picture winner of 2005
1: to um, me
0: yeah
2: i'm gonna say in advance please forgive my synopsis because essentially i was like there's this story there's that story there's that story but it gets confusing hopefully it doesn't buckle your seatbelts okay crash set in la This is a movie about racism and prejudice and many interwoven but seemingly disparate stories. Um, So we've got, I'm just gonna tell us a couple of the stories we follow in different threads. Um, There is a detective named Graham Waters uh, and his partner Ria, who uh, never gets a last name, so I don't know her last name. Um, They're investigating a white undercover cop who shot a black man. Later, we find out that this man was a, ooh, I didn't actually write down, I think a Fed, like a, an agent, a federal agent, and right. he had money in his trunks, but it wasn't his car, so question mark of morality. Um, there's also the district attorney and his casually racist against everyone wife, um, both of whom are white. Um, they have their car stolen by two black men, Anthony and Peter, who then... Uh, accidentally run over a Korean man who had been in the process of trafficking some Cambodian immigrants. Um, we also have Farhad, a Persian shopkeeper, and his daughter. Um, who Farhad wants to buy a gun, um, to protect the family. Um, uh, the daughter buys blanks for the gun, which her father does not know at the time. Um, Farhad hires a. Does boss- she know? She know. Well, yeah, she. I mean, she. Yeah, it seems like she knows. She was like intentionally like, I'll get the ones in the red box. And he was like, do you know what those are? And she's like, can I have them? Which I think she knows. I mean, they say blanks right on the box. So she knows what a blank.
0: Yeah, yeah but when she was asking, he was like, what kind of bullets do you want? Right. And then she was like, ones that fit. And he goes, yeah. well, I got these, I got these, I got these, I got these, I got these. And she goes, just give me the red ones.
2: Right, right. Well, You know what those I mean? like, are, honey? I feel like because she doesn't want her dad to have a gun so it seems intentional to me but then it does seem kind of weird because she sometimes she's like wait where's the gun and it's like Phew, the gun is still here so i honestly don't know um i had assumed that she knew that they were blanks but i guess it's a question um anyway so farhad hires a latino lock, locksmith locksmith named daniel to fix the lock on their shop door but when he but Daniel realizes that the door is actually broken, not the lock, tells Farhad that. Farhad yells at him, calls, thinks that he's trying to cheat him. Uh, Daniel leaves. And then later, the shop gets totally vandalized and destroyed. There's racial slurs written in graffiti on the wall. Um, and it's implied that Daniel was a part of this, um, but we don't really know. Um,
0: no, he's, a, he's not a part of it.
2: No. No. Well, we don't ever know who did it. I mean, they
0: don't know. They don't know who did it, but because he didn't right pay for the the door door right or the well, he didn't pay for the lock. Then he assumes that Michael Pena did it. Mm -hmm. So he goes to do what you're about to say, but I, I.
2: well, that's what I pretty sure I, the it's movie an is. The movie is right. We don't. We have no idea. I guess probably he didn't. The Farhad thinks that he did. Um, I, I don't know. People,
0: people, people be making assumptions. Well, that's, exactly. That's and that's kind of a theme we, of the movie. People and it's hard
2: to tell because the movie has people pushing against assumptions and then fulfilling that or pushing against, you know, stereotypical assumptions yes. and then fulfilling them. And so it's hard to say what. I, yeah, what the movie is, uh, if this is a similar moment of that or not, um, mm. but yes. And so then later Farhad, uh, you know, tracks down Daniel with the gun, confronts him, accidentally shoots Daniel's daughter, but again, it was a blank, so she's okay. They think it was sort of a miracle. Um, there's also a TV director named Cameron and his wife, Christine, both of them are black. They get pulled over by a white cop, um, named something Ryan and his younger, newer-on-the-force partner, Hanson. Ryan uh, has pulled them over for pretty much no reason. There was some fellatio while driving. Ryan molests Christine while under the pretense of checking her for weapons right in front of her husband with him watching, basically gets the husband to apologize. Uh, Christine and Cameron have a big argument about this moment. Um, the next day, or soon after, Christine gets in a car accident and Ryan saves her life. Um, Cameron, who is full of pent up frustration and anger, also on his own TV set, um, essentially a white person on the crew, it, it talks to him about how this one character, what isn't speaking, speaking. It, it, like a black person. And so that makes him mad, obviously. Anyway, so Cameron, um, gets, he sort of, he, I also couldn't tell with this movie if he was kind of waiting to, okay, well, whatever. He, his car gets stolen as well by Anthony and Peter who, uh, who try to steal the car, are surprised that it is not a white person driving the car. Aren't sure if they want to steal the car anymore. There's a cop chase because Cameron is, uh, just like, get out of the car. Um, the cops almost Essentially, almost seemed like they were about to shoot Cameron, but Hansen is also there. And so he gets them to stand down. Um, and yeah, uh, then later Hansen picks up Peter, who's hitchhiking, ends up shooting Peter, even though we thought we're like, oh, but Hansen is the one good white right. guy.
0: I think you left that part out. Which part? uh that Hansen tries to get reassigned because he calls Ryan he yeah. compl- he makes a formal complaint about uh Ryan's like
1: mm-hmm.
0: assaulting this woman and right. behaving racistly his commander is black and gives him all kinds of shit for complaining about racism and yeah. then uh says that he has to if he wants a new partner, he has to say that it's his fault that he has excessive flatulence. Right, and so you see that like he's bearing the big, he's like getting all kinds of shit because he is right. wanting to be a good cop.
2: Right. Thank you. Yes, that is. Yeah. Um. Yes. And uh, so he ends up shooting Peter. Um. For you know he, he thinks Peter is reaching for a weapon because of his own assumptions. Peter was not reaching for a weapon. Um. So Hanson, you know gets throws the body on the road burns his car um, and we le- you know we learn that waters that detective that peter was is his brother um, the anthony he finds the cambodian immigrants sets them free in chinatown the da's wife the racist woman realizes that her only real friend is her housekeeper who she treats like shit and you know, the, that's basically the movie. It's a lot I of,
0: guess her husband's cheating on her.
2: Yeah, seems maybe like her husband's cheating on
0: yeah. her. Yeah.
2: And mm-hmm. then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, more stuff too. It just, with like seven yeah. storylines, yeah, there's a lot of. Anyways, but yeah.
0: Right. There's a lot. And it, it also doesn't, they don't, while they intersect, it's like they're not as disparate mm-hmm. as, like, valentine's day or like love actually but they're also not as connected as like pulp fiction mm-hmm. they're they do interweave but like it's a very loose braid
1: yeah loose braid
0: yeah um
2: Oof. okay we got through though
0: yeah so yeah movie was made for six and a half million which is kind of wild now that I think about it, oh, wow. because like the fact that they got Don Cheadle, Brendan Fraser, Sandra Bullock, yeah, Wow. Thandie Newton, Terrence Howard.
2: So many people,
0: you know, Matt Dillon, all these people for ludicrous, ludicrous, yeah. Ryan oh. Phillippe, Tony Danza, like all these people. And they made it for six and a half million dollars. That's kind of crazy. Um, It won the Oscars for screenplay, film editing, and it won best picture it is one of the most controversial best picture winners uh it beat it is let me see it is the only the second film ever to win best picture without being nominated for either the drama comedy or foreign film golden globe
2: hmm, interesting
0: yeah the only other one uh was the sting actually, mm. Um and apparently, people felt like the academy chose it because it was too afraid of picking, uh, Brokeback Mountain. That Brokeback Mountain was too controversial of a film. Um, yeah, and it is even the, d- even the even the writer director feels that. Capote, Brokeback Mountain, and Good Night and Good Luck all deserved the Oscar mm-hmm. more than this. Tanasi Coates has says something about it that I feel like should wait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also, so uh, Paul Haggis wrote the is the writer director, and he wrote Million Dollar Baby. Uh. Oh, yeah he did. Um, okay. and who, who apparently apparently sandra bullock in in 2000 like it, like before million dollar baby she was trying to get the movie get a movie made get, about it mil- get a, a million dollar baby oh, made interesting yeah yeah um the things you learn but yeah so You know, Wikipedia says this is her established career. I say this is, like, where her career kind of stagnates. Yeah. But then you get, we got Don Cheadle. He's coming uh, fresh off Hotel Rwanda. Um, But basically, basically everyone is famous in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You got Matt Dillon. He had done, you know, Wild Things or something about Mary, like, years before, uh, William Fitchner, we've already talked about with Armageddon, with Andy Newton, we've talked about with Mission Impossible 2. Brendan Fraser's already been in The Mummy and George of the Jungle. Terrence Howard is like just in loads of stuff. But while Terrence Howard had been in loads of things, this was one year before Hustle and Flow, yeah. which is certainly like the thing where he became like a like a name that most people knew. Right. Um and then Ludacris is definitely at the height of his fame. Mm-hmm. Ryan Philippi, the end of his fame. Tony Danza, whatever. <laughs>
1: um,
0: you know, Lawrence Tate, famous. Um, and then, yeah, Michael Pena, we talked about
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, last time with A Million Dollar Baby. Yay. Yeah. All right. We ready to vote?
2: Oh, yeah. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Uh, uh, one, a, a two, two, a three one, into two, the.
2: Three, get this movie out of here. No,
0: yeah, gotta yeah. go. Gotta um, go. go for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to hear that Tanasi quotes quote for sure. Uh, I mean, it, it, this movie just, oh, it's like the point of the movie is like, look see everyone is racist against everyone um but like really i mean it's just it's like everyone's racist against everyone and we're all full of contradictions aren't we and like and we are all our stereotypes or something so like it just is a movie where so it has just has so many um so many people of color like f- fulfill pushing against and then fulfilling stereotypes uh, like i said before and like The only people who get a sort of like, but this is kind of a peek behind the curtain of like why they are so racist or something, Uh, or slash the people who have redemptive, seemingly like semi-redemptive moments or something are just are the white characters. Um, And, and like, so the movie just I think is like a totally, uh, it's just it just feels like it's a movie that's like written by a white person who is like, see, I'm, I know thing. I'm, I, but like it's an excuse for like a white person to like write racist things because the point of the movie is shining a harsh light at racism or something. Um, right. And like racism is so overt in the movie that it also
1: feels like yeah. in
2: that way where it's like, it's like you could so, you're like, yes, that's what racism is. I don't do that in my regular life. So I'm probably good. Honestly, the one thing I think was uh, good or, or like, I don't even know, helpful or something surprising was the uh, Hanson character's arc because like, you know, it does the, the really, the nice thing of being like, oh, we think he's a good guy. um, But in the end, it's like his own, you know, his. we all have implicit bias. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not- I actually didn't like his good. arc, but
0: not- because of him yeah i'm sorry no no
2: no, it's okay i'm like i it's not that it's um yeah it's it's still like it didn't make sense to me that he did that in the end just in terms of like the fact that he like opened his door for a hitchhiker and two seconds later was you know but like i thought that was the one time where racism was a little more complex than just being like so overtly obvious um in a Mm. way that like we as as white people watching honestly i feel like this movie was for white people to watch and to think like oh yes this is so complicated and to be like well i'm not that you know like i don't i don't call people that so you know yeah. what I mean? like, it felt kind of like it, yeah like that to me
0: but also building off what you said a combination of well i'm not that and also you know but they're like that too
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like the only, and because the movie is showing so it's the point is like everyone look at everyone is racist again, like that. There are only like, it's such a disproportionate amount of white racism that it feels really troubling too, because like, well, all of this, okay, whatever, like you're saying something, but really the problem is, is white supremacy, you know, like that's where so much of this is really stemming from. And we only really have like a couple, like, proportionally you know there are right. two white characters who are racist essentially um and like three you know uh, mm-hmm. so, so it just feels like yeah it just feels like disproportionate in in like blame you know like uh when, right. when really like yeah and not that i want to see a movie i don't want a version of this where it's like nine white characters all calling people racial slurs like that is not a movie i want to see either you know
0: it, you know i i couldn't help but feel like this movie wanted to be the new do the right thing
1: yeah
2: totally because
0: like cuz in do the right thing you have that you have the you have you know the the black characters being like racist toward the Asian shop owner. You have the shop owner being racist toward the other black people. You have the you know them loving Sal's. You have Sal being like really accepting and sort of philanthropic. And then you have him also like shouting racial slurs and like right. It's it's like okay, well, I could see where somebody who has seen it but doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about mm-hmm. sees all these different puzzle pieces and is like okay yeah i put them together like this and then it's like yeah sure maybe you maybe a lot of these puzzle pieces are right but no that is not how they fit together right and it and so like you know one of the first things you see Besides, you know, you just an act of stupid, titled justification <laughs> that is then yeah. Yeah. called stupid in a way that makes it seem like, oh, this is appropriate. <laughs> uh, oh, this, this this gets a pass. Um, Don Cheadle's like sometimes you know in L.A. people are all in their cars and we just <laughs> crash into each it. other to feel something, and you're like, oh fuck this. Yeah. Okay. But then immediately. This Asian woman is like, Mexican, Mexican. Right. And then she, then the woman's like, oh, Asian woman crashes into me and is calling me a And you're like, oh, uh, no it's So no. hitting
2: us over the head, yeah.
0: Right. No and it, yeah. And so, and then the other thing for me was, one of the most unbelievable things for me was the Thandie Newton, Terrence Howard, the police stop. Mm. It was so... So Matt Dillon was so. It escalated so fast. In terms of them being pulled out of their car and forced against the, and like forced against the car, Mm -hmm. being pulled out of their seats and forced against the car, that like, I don't. She's mad that he didn't do something to stop Matt Dillon from touching her. But he would have been, I think she would have also known that he'd have been killed.
1: Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, I, I, it, yeah,
2: The that's, I think, part of, that's. I think, is the, like, crux of the conflict in that scene, you know, in the argument where, like, she knows that, but also she is
0: just, you know, also feels like. Yeah, but I just can't, but I, I, I yeah. just, I could see it being this, like, huge stressor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I just don't believe, right, that it would happen that way. Like, did you watch? Have did you watch Lovecraft Country?
2: I've seen like half of it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of it.
0: Okay, so you you know where he they're like in the they're trying to get out of the county and they need to make a U turn and the cop is like yeah. telling him how he needs to ask to make a U turn.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like, yeah,
1: that it was all very similar. He did it,
0: and it was just, like, quiet. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, and and I I just think...
2: Right, this feels like a white person's, like, version of, like... Like, it just... I mean, I, you know, I am also white, so I I don't know what this, what that situation feels like, you know? Um, But yeah, I, I agree that it is, like, if it's, like, sort of taking reality, uh the reality of like the the real the point of that, which is like the actual danger, you know, of the the actual potential for serious violence that the cops probably will inflict, you know, on them. Uh mm. and like like not actually even though that's like supposedly the the the, the heart of that problem, it also becomes like negated by the way she is so like not taking that seriously, like yeah. So yeah, I I hear you. I totally hear you on that.
0: I did. I did like. Um. When Ludacris tries to steal Terrence Howard's car, and mm-hmm. then they get chased, and then he gets out of the car, uh, and, and is sort of, um. Talking back to the police, I thought that like the acting in that part Mm -hmm. up through when he drops Ludacris off, gives him back the gun Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and was like, you embarrass me. Yeah, you embarrass yourself. Like, I thought Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that whole sequence was was great. And I also thought that. The storytelling was pretty good of when you find out that. Uh, Lawrence Tate was Don Cheadle's brother
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know because it's just there's Ludacris has a friend and Don Cheadle has a brother right. but then it's not until when when after Ryan Philippi's killed him the and he and Don Cheadle comes to investigate and he sees his, the body right. you're like you don't he you don't you know at that point that it's his brother yeah um and that he's like compromised another investigation to get his brother his brother's like arrest record fixed like, and all kinds of yeah, things and yeah although I gotta say I did not buy for a second <laughs> that the mom mm-hmm.
1: would disparage.
0: Don Cheadle and say that it's his fault that that Lawrence is dead Mm -hmm. and like blame him and and, you know, I just I don't think it would happen. Yeah, because Yeah. yeah, there's I mean, there's just no way that he wouldn't be a major figure of of respect for the family.
1: Mm hmm. And I, I feel like that's that. I It's probably a very white
0: thing, too, where it's like it's not a white. Yeah, it's probably a very white thing, too, where, like, you can have somebody who tries really hard, does a lot and then feels like their sibling is a screw up, but gets mm-hmm. um, but gets like more love or more cherished mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and i'm not saying that that doesn't exist in other communities but like it just doesn't strike me it just didn't strike me as realistic you know i mean look at yeah i'm feeling i don't know i'm i don't know limb i don't want to say i you know worried that i'm going to be just as ignorant as the person who made this movie but like i just don't think that there's any way
1: that a parent would hate yeah their
0: child yeah like, yeah it, 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 if their child was this like major figure In law enforcement in a one of the like three biggest cities in America, the like
1: you wouldn't hate him
0: and think he was fully shit and not your child. Sure. I I just don't. I mean, like, no, you wouldn't not love your other son. But you wouldn't cast out your successful the, this this person. You, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it.
2: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I, in the moment, in the heat of the moment, I could see blame and anger that is not really, you know, that needs to be directed somewhere. I also mm-hmm. don't know, you know, like if you don't trust law enforcement, uh, then like perhaps it is not a great a source of pride for your child to be like super high up in law enforcement i you know and i don't know how she feels about law enforcement honestly because we don't really get much at all about her character um but yeah so i am i don't know um
0: yeah i don't know because he's also he's not like a beat cop either
2: no no right um, but- yeah.
0: But also, he also handles evidence with his bare hands. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? I know. What, God what is I this? Know, dude. God, God damn it. Um,
2: One Picks of my- up
0: the gun in the car <laughs> yeah. with his bare hands.
2: I know, I know. Yeah. And you're like, ah, this is the 2005. We know not to do that. Come on. Um, yeah. The
0: OJ was 10 years ago. 10- LA, get your yeah. shit yeah. together.
2: One of my least favorite moments, of which there were a lot. Um was with Sandra Bullock's character. So she's the wife of the DA played by Brendan Fraser, And mm-hmm. you know, we've seen the whole movie. She's just like yelling out loud, like so loudly her racism to the world. Um, and, and then like, you know, she, she accidentally like falls down the stairs and hurts herself. And nobody's able to, nobody helps her except for her housekeeper, who she has been just a total dick to this whole time. Um, And this, the last moment she has in the movie is like when this woman, Maria, you know, comes in to like check on her or give her something. She's like hugging Maria and the camera is just on Sandra Bullock's face. We see the back of Maria's head only. And Sandra Bullock is like, you know what I realized? I just realized like you're my best friend or my only friend or something like that. She says something to Maria. And then the scene just ends and we don't, and I'm like, this is so indicative to me of... Mm. The errors of this movie, because like the whole time she's just an asshole. And I get the moment is trying to be like, oh, my God, I'm looking at myself and realizing everyone in my life who I have filled my life with doesn't actually care about me. And you are the only like real human or whatever. But OK, this woman we don't the camera does not even do the tiniest thing of showing the other side where we can see Maria's face responding to that and see the back of Sandra Bullock's head because I'm like she doesn't feel the same way like is not right she is not her best friend like she is mistreated by this woman constantly she's also you know this is her job um and it's just like such a gross example of like you know a white person just being like oh you are a, you are like a saint like it's just the same of, of like it's all about Sandra Bullock it's all about her coming to realize maybe an error of her an error of her way and it has actually nothing to do with this other person um as a person as a character I mean she gets no characterization throughout the movie at all um so I just like I hated that moment and I thought like camera like the the actual filming of it was just like such a perfect example of like the problem with this movie to me
0: mm-hmm. um, right it's somebody who you know to put it in nineteen eighty nine terms they really thought they were making do the right thing, and instead they made driving miss Daisy <laughs> totally you know yeah. It, it, it's
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that that is actually seen in many there's a lot of pair like if you're looking up references made, that references that the movie makes to other movies, a lot of it's really like the similarities between Sandra Bullock realizing that her
1: mm-hmm.
0: like hired help mm-hmm. is her best friend. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. that it doesn't work that way. He, like, no, yeah. uh, it's just like just there's that exact scene in Driving Miss Daisy.
2: Mm-hmm. Except even in Jack yeah, we don't see the just the back of
0: right, the person's head. You know? Right. Anyways. Um, she only sees the back of his head, but we see it filmed from the front. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, so the, I said that I didn't like Ryan Philippi's arc. Mm-hmm. The main reason I don't like Ryan Philippi's arc is because I feel like it inherently serves to justify Matt Dillon's character. Mm. Because, so, you know, Matt Dillon is this racist cop that abuses power, but he's also a guy who loves his father, who's got a prostate, he potentially has prostate cancer, and can't get help with his insurance because of Shaniqua, um, and after he, like, he's mad. Because he just got off the phone with the insurance, like hasn't been able to get any approval for his his dad. So mm-hmm. because he sees this navigator that he quickly realizes is not Brendan Fraser's stolen navigator decides to pull him over anyway because he's mad, and mm-hmm. then, you know, gropes her after he after Ryan Philippi has himself reassigned. Matt Dillon confronts him and he's like, you just wait. Mm-hmm. You just wait till you've been here a little longer and you'll come down off your high horse. Implication, you'll realize that I'm not really the bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he kills somebody and you're like, oh yeah, Matt Dillon. Yeah. Not really the bad guy. Yeah. Look, what what would you rather? <laughs> okay. Would you rather a, uh, a guy who's rough around the edges? Maybe he... uh." Grope some women's vaginas, yeah. but he doesn't kill anybody. Or do you want this guy who uh, talks a good talk, mm-hmm. but he'll uh, he'll shoot you dead and leave your body in the in the shrubs. You know,
2: interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it feels like right. Yeah, I could see it saying that. I, I mean, and my impression was like it's that it, it. I wasn't thinking about Matt Dillon, maybe because. Like, you know, it's not like he's been on the force much longer than the day before. And he's, yes, he's seen, if anything, like part of it to me is like, he's seen, it's not like he's seen something. um, This is Ryan Phillippe's character. Like he's not seen something on the job that like, uh, that is like confirming. I don't know. Well, I guess I'm just like, what is this movie? What is it telling us? Was his interpretation, or his of like the way that um, Terrence Howard, like you know, the the confrontation with the cops with Terrence Howard, you know, like what is it saying that he? Because I my impression of that was like Ryan Phillippe is like, I know you were treated so horribly yesterday. You were treated right purely in a, like purely about racism don't do what you're going to do because of it like I understand I see that you are like you have nowhere to put this energy this emotion um but if you if you like put it here and confirm what they you know do what they want you to do they'll be so happy to shoot you you know and I and so like to me to go from that experience to then like you know gut reaction two seconds into a conversation like shooting someone I don't know it just like I, I, yeah, I'm not sure like what that has to do with like his experiences as a police officer versus his experience just as like someone with a white person with like implicit bias, you know, um, that he doesn't even, that he doesn't necessarily think that he has, you know, but his like reaction is still fear. Um, Yeah, I
0: mean, my two thoughts on that, my, my. uh, One, I don't think my three thoughts on that is one, I don't think they're really separable. Sure. Um, But then also, uh, two, if he weren't a cop, he wouldn't have had the gun to shoot him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then three, his confidence that he could get away with leaving the body.
2: Mm, Yeah. God, yeah.
0: Comes from being a police officer.
2: Yeah. And like, you're not going to, like, you're they're going to notice, what your car is burned. Like, I don't know. Anyways. Right.
0: That that I was like, dude, <laughs> dude, this is where the story falls apart. The car that is registered in your name. Like, right. did you take the license plate?
2: Right. Right. Like I it's yet.
0: registered in your name. <laughs> yeah. Were well, they just not going to like, they're going to be like, wait, why don't you have a car? You didn't right. report your car stolen.
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> why did you torture car? <laughs> mm hmm. What the fuck? I mean...
2: Questions. Questions about... I
0: guess, like, enough people get murdered in Los Angeles that
1: mm-hmm.
0: he could... It could just be considered a separate crime. Mm-hmm. But, like... Doesn't... Does not make sense. No. No. Does not make sense at all. doesn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I was ready... So, when Don Cheadle, like, finds the... The saint mm-hmm. that... Like, his brother's saint in the, in the dirt. Because that's why, that's why he is shot. The, um, Ryan Phillippe thinks that the guy's laughing at him because he said that he likes country music. And then he said that he wished he was a goalie though. But so he, so Ryan Phillippe thinks he's making fun of him, but because he's gauged by his clothes, that he's poor and, that he was likely robbing somebody if he was coming from the part of town where he was coming from. Um, a, a problem with the movie is that he would be correct in that assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was like, but we have seen also in the movie that he, Lawrence Tate does like country music, loves hockey and wanted to be a goalie, And so when he sees the saint and he laughs at it, he's not laughing at him. He's laughing because whenever he and Ludacris steal a car, he likes to put the saint on the dash. Um, and so then he goes to show Ryan Phillippe's pulling it out, and Ryan Phillippe shoots him. So then I was ready for Don Cheadle to find something that linked him to Ryan Phillippe,
1: Hmm.
0: and then it would have to be this thing of like. Does he investigate his brother? Does he do something? I don't know. I mean, yeah, something I, I don't.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically. Tenacity Coates called it. Uh, unthinking and, and the worst film of the decade. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it it's unthinking is. It's a great way to put it. It's a great way to put yeah, it's just like the, the the way that it's crafted together, it doesn't have it doesn't say anything about like systemic forces. Yeah, if you're a white person watching this, you come away with it being like, ooh, man everybody's racist. What can right. you do? Right.
1: Exactly. You know, yeah. uh,
0: that white guy tried to be good, but then the black police officer, he's yeah. the one that smacked him down. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah.
0: and yeah. do you see that Don Cheadle's family doesn't even like him? You know what I mean? Like they, they, they don't even like him and he's the, he's the, he's the best one. You know what I mean? Like it just none of it. And I also think that uh, Farad shooting the kid shooting Mm -hmm. Michael Payne, you know, he's going to kill him Mm -hmm. and he shoots him and is going to like shoot his
1: daughter and
0: he's the, everyone gets bested in the movie by someone else.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Or they get smacked down. And he's the only one that they're the like he gets, you know, he like shoots these blanks. And I I think that like the biggest something that's actually, if I'm if I'm being thoughtful about 2005 versus now, I think that the like predisposition to hate his character would be. Through the roof in 2005,
1: mm-hmm.
0: though it's less so in 2020
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, for the nature of him being um Persian and believed to be arab mm-hmm. um but i I just still felt like there was something weird about um
1: it,
0: the the blanks. That like, that this mistake. It meant that he sort of got to walk away from all of it scot free. In a way that I just didn't like. I don't I don't think I have a. I wish I had the better words to put to it, but I just don't.
2: It feels like a lot of the storylines, including that one, or a couple of them at least, a lot of them. Okay, so that one, um, the ludicrous and the. Cambodian immigrants in the back of the van and the uh merit like the uh Cameron and Christine the who are you know Sandy Newton and um Terrence Howard like those three stories at least right now all end with trying to in a way that is the goal it seems at the end is to make us sort of feel like there is a happy ending Like, and Mm. and not to think about the consequences or the ways that what each of these people has experienced will uh, continue affecting them, what they will do next. Like, we're not supposed to think past, oh, but there's hope or something. You know, so, like, the fact that the girl is not shot, you know, ends with uh, Michael Pena and the Farhad character, like, in a sort of state of relief and kind of uh, we don't think past the fact that this guy, you know, almost shot. You know, like, and then with Ludicrous, like he, he, you know, let's instead of selling these humans to uh, this guy at a uh, at the like garage where he was trying to sell the car, um, mm. that he, you know, he sets them, he lets them free. Uh, where who the fuck knows. What's going to happen to them? Um, but it's supposed to feel like, oh, he did a good thing, and they're free now, right? Um, and I'm then like, yeah. yeah, and then with like Cameron, with the, the the married couple, um, you know, she gets saved from the car accident, and uh, and you know, gets a phone call from her husband. They basically it's like everyone goes through a final um, traumatic, intense experience that then like puts things in perspective, you know, I feel like that's what it's saying. It's, yeah. And the perspective is, you know what, but I've got my wife or, you know what, my daughter is alive, right. you know, and like everything's okay. And that's just like such a Hollywood tie up with a bow uh ending and rather than leaving us in a place dis- of place of discomfort or like not knowing what will happen, right. like it's trying to like sort of solve the problem in a way. Um, yeah, that's my take on
0: on that. Yeah, that's another that's another uh you know failure in comparison to do the right thing. How does yeah. do the right thing and they just have to clean up the street. Right.
1: And then- they're
0: on their own still. Yeah. He's demanding He's trying to get his money Mm -hmm. just like he was in the beginning. And it's supposedly going to be a hotter day than it was before.
2: Exactly. Right. So there's nothing
0: wrapped
2: up in that, that we're like, oh, this is going to start all over again. And, and like this movie tries to do, it's so funny. Yeah. It tries to do it again with, it literally ends with another car crash that is like exactly the same as the car crash that started. Oh, crash. Uh I just noticed that. Okay. Anyways.
0: No, Um, you didn't.
2: (laughs) No, I literally. No i did
0: you know um
2: i was just thinking of the horrible line that don cheadle had to say and that we're crashing into um, But even
0: they had just gotten I know, in a car I didn't
2: think about it okay all i'm saying is i just somehow didn't think about it okay anyways it tries it like it tries to do the same thing of like oh, and here we go again but like the main the actual characters we've been following don't have like they have this sort of like sort of right wrap up. and the sandra bullock as well like she gets to like Oh, things are okay. You know, like, I don't mm. know. It's, yeah, that's very troubling.
1: I find
0: that troubling. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, I just, I didn't. Yeah, the, 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 it puts a bow on all of their stories in a way that I'm like, like, if I'm Michael Pena, I gotta, f- that shit is far from over. Oh, yeah. You show up at my house with right? a gun to kill me because somebody robbed you after I told you you needed to get your door fixed and then you yelled at me that I was trying to scam you and now you shoot a yeah. gun at my daughter? No. Oh, that's that. I ain't just walking back inside. No. I'm like, you stay right fucking there and we're getting the cops here now. Like, I, yeah. you know, I mean, I yeah, no, it's was floored. And... Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, it, it was also the things that it put. Not only did it like put a bow on things, it put a bow on things that it, it like through music and a smile put a bow on things that that that, that wasn't a weren't weren't, weren't yeah, things no, to put a bow on that. like yeah. you know he. It's like, oh yeah, you know, like he ran over this tra- the human trafficker, mm-hmm. and then he he like he decided he was going to sell his van, and so he didn't. He took the humans to, mm-hmm. that were going to be trafficked mm-hmm. and just said, "There you go, right. go China be China homeless." Now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Go
0: be yeah. homeless. Yeah. Uh, you know what, like right, Cause... and smile about what a great deed you did. What I mean.
2: No, exactly. Yeah, it's so weird. It's unthinking. As you
0: drive off in the van that you stole, that you were going to, like, drag a guy underneath. Yeah.
2: Unthinking. Should we move on? Can we stop talking about this horrible movie?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And also, I also feel like more than anything, it it just unthinking also works because it didn't feel powerful. It felt scattered.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: Of a film. I don't know about you, but I I didn't feel like I was drawn in. I mean, I felt like I wasn't on the edge of a seat really no.
1: No.
0: too no. much. No. I, I, I felt like even though I knew, even though like the scene with Ryan Phillippe was tense, you also knew that the scene with Ryan Phillippe was coming for mm. yeah. the whole movie. Totally. Um,
2: yeah, A lot of it was very predictable. Yeah. Mm-hmm yep all right all right goodbye it's
0: on to the the top rated television show from this year to the for the next five years
2: american idol um
0: i don't know the theme song (laughs) i don't
2: either Ah, there was like a ah, something um so it is a first time doing tv where it's you know a reality tv so that's interesting um it's a singing i mean a you know competition i mean
0: we did 60 minutes but yeah okay Uh, okay
2: you know news yeah yeah um i was gonna you're right i was going to say nonfiction, and then i was like that's not the right word either (laughs) but um this is an american singing competition television series um that's that's what it is you know so uh, we watched the pilot and we watched uh Mm -hmm. from the 2005 season uh that's right and uh that's, you know, you we know it's where people, people supposedly from out of nowhere, just absolutely anybody, you can all audition. And then in the right. end, the audience votes for who's, a, who's the next American Idol. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Every year for the past 18 years, the winner has gone on to fame and fortune.
2: Indeed. Yeah, it's still happening, right? It's still on.
0: No. Uh no. Uh, a revival? Ooh, it might be. I think it's been revived, I mean, but it did stop for a second.
2: Stopped? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. um, you want to talk about Yeah, what do you what do we say? Yeah. About
0: the uh it ran for 18 it ran for 18 seasons. The original hosts were uh Simon Paula and Randy. They um they were the like judges for the first roughly um eight seasons and then once once after 2010 as the show like stops being the number one show the Paula has left and then Simon leaves and then Randy leaves and now there's just all different judges but the you know after for the first several first uh 10 seasons the winner got a record deal. The runner up also got an album contract. After the 10th season, the runner up just got a single only deal. Um, hmm. But the 2005 season, which this season is, was the season with Carrie Underwood, who is the most successful American idol. Really? Ever, yes. She is the most successful. Kelly Clarkson is the second most successful. Um, But the main reason that she's the most successful, and I will editorialize even further on this, but she's a country singer. Country music um, is the only part of the, like, traditional music industry that still thrives
1: Hmm.
0: because generally speaking the fan base is older less tech savvy they're still buying albums Hmm. and things and so like like it's just a thing in the music industry that like country music is the only place that like artists make any money off of album sales and things like that. So a lot of the metrics that we use to define how successful people are, are kind of built off of an older mode method of measuring success. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. But then, um, yeah. So this was the first show that allowed uh, people to vote on who got to stay you know that 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 they were called by the judges at first but then they um eventually it was turned over to america voting also they uh, finger taps finger taps finger taps they it this created a whole slew of this created the demand for the asshole judge. Mm. You know, Simon Fuller being the the tough British guy who is going to just tell people who can't sing that they're shit to their face, the sort of schadenfreude of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he made that a... Um, archetypical character i guess it's like it's not even that like he necessarily made it popular but like if you saw a show and then there was a television and a a contest a, conte- a contest like show was there and there was somebody there would be somebody with a british accent being shitty hmm yeah. Do you understand what I mean? I do. Like the, do. the character of the British guy going, you're terrible. Suck. You're never going to make it in right. this business. You, you know, it's just, you suck. Do you have a lawyer? <laughs>
1: right.
0: Sue your, your voice teacher. God, yeah. Um, they, and then it also laid the groundwork for Future Fuller Creations, The X Factor, and uh, Blank's Got Talent. Um, start. Oh, this started with Britain. Yeah. All of these shows started in, in Britain and then they came to the U.S., and apparently, uh, so it's co- it's controversial. There's a couple of controversial things about the show in terms of, um, incontrovertible things. We're gonna talk about in whether or not we keep it. Certain other things that are might be controversial, but uh, the contracts that people have to sign for the show. The controversy is in how, um, uh, exorbitant. They can be uh, exploitative, maybe because um, the Simon's like management company that they are. If if you audition for the show, you sign that you will that they get a first refusal on you. Hmm. And when you do that there, they get the management fee is twenty five to fifty percent.
1: Jeez. Wow.
0: Which is the like the majority of management or agency fees, are 10%. Hmm. So the, it being uh, upwards of five times... Enormous. ...the the normal contribution is, in many cases, crazy. His argument being that he, he said that, you know, if Andrew Lloyd Webber writes Phantom of the Opera and then casts a... Cast an actor, that actor doesn't get paid off of the intellectual property of Phantom of the Opera. Hmm. He gets paid to play the role. And so, like, because he's sort of giving these people a platform in a way that they would never have gotten through traditional means, then he's entitled to more than the traditional manager. Hmm. And the other thing is that the contract says that the show can. May reveal and/or relate information about the contestant of a personal, private, intimate, surprising, defamatory, disparaging, embarrassing, or unfavorable nature that ahead. may be factual or fictional. What? Yes. So, like, that to me the was theory? the craziest.
2: Basically? Like- yeah.
0: Hmm. There is an example of something, something I saw. There's a woman who in 2012 on The X Factor got heat for like yelling and like fighting throwing the mic and like sh- like throwing all kinds of stuff when she was in the wing mm. because she was a professional pink impersonator mm. she auditioned she got she's like a lot of people don't know that you like have a pre-audition and then you go into the other auditions and stuff and so like do did a pre-audition had written that she was a pink impersonator had songs that she wanted to sing, but was told by production that she needed to sing a pink song. And so, and like basically do her pink act Mm -hmm. Uh, consistently told that. And then through emails and things. And then when she went to sing, the judges were like, we just don't see you. You have to, you have to leave this pink thing behind and find out who you are. Mm -hmm. And she was listening to them say this over and over again. And then she finally was like, you told me to sing a pink song. (laughs) You told me. And just like was so mad that they did it, that it was a production stunt to embarrass her that she
1: fucking flipped out. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that I think is hilarious is that this whole thing, these exorbitant contracts and stuff, these whole, this whole, 20 years of Simon's career exists because uh he felt like he got screwed by the Spice Girls. Oh really? He yeah, apparently he created the Spice Girls, came up with the idea, cast cast them,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then when they became hugely successful, he was coming up with all the things that they were doing and then like, but only making you know the traditional manager fee, mm-hmm. and then they dropped him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: moved to a different management company, they were broken up within a year, um, but he felt like he got screwed by them that they thought that their fame was so much. That they were so much more than him. So he created these like ironclad contracts for American Idol so that he felt like he was getting his due. So I think it's kind of funny that like this whole culture was sort of birthed out of the Spice Girls.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy.
0: Hmm. Which, without which, we wouldn't have had uh, One Direction, or you're not going to know the answer to this, and that's okay. Or it was either Fifth Harmony or Little Mix. I don't remember. You don't know. I don't know what
2: Little Mix is. Um, I Fifth Harmony.
0: Oh, oh, Little Mix. Little Mix you would like. They're more of like a... Well, social media tells me that they're more of a gay fave. But they're as good as as Fifth Harmony. And they've lasted longer. Because Fifth Harmony is done. Because Camila Cabello is doing her own thing. Um, So... But, uh, yeah, okay. Do we, we? vote? Let us vote. Let us vote. Let us vote. All right? I'm Adele now. Let's vote. You're what now? I'm Adele now.
2: Adele? Adele. Oh, you're Adele. I'm
0: Adele. You know I'm Adele.
2: <laughs> Adele. Adele. Let me photograph you in this I, I know who Adele is. At least I do know that.
0: i you the last time that we might. Say one, two, three, Voting. One. Steven, hey, yeah no i was there i was actually cool. ready to stop but you too. didn't well, commit to the bit and that's started. fun you know if you're not going to okay. commit a three two one go no i don't yeah, think we, we should i don't know i actually don't know
2: i yeah i i'm a little on the fence but i think but i'm no i'm leaning. i'm leaning a no, and that's partially because of everything that led from American idol and what it's and the, and just like the boom of real- I personally just feel like reality TV as a genre competition, reality TV. Uh, I don't think we need it to exist, <laughs> but we're not talking about the whole genre. Um, but this obviously was like, you know, the first biggest one. Um, but basically like, okay, yeah, I'm really on the fence because I think it is so interesting to really think about like the meanness the quote unquote meanness of like Simon Cowell and the judges being like uh like in the pilot, I thought it was really cool actually to see them say like the point of part of the point of this in in the very first episode, and then once the show gets going and the right the singers are good, the point changes, but like we are going to like really show you what the audition room is like, and we're going to show you how hard it is to audition. And we're going to be honest with people rather than telling people who shouldn't be doing this, like, or who people who won't, not that they shouldn't be doing this, but who have no future in terms of a career in this industry, like tell them to their face that they do not have a, a career in this industry so that hopefully they can find something else there's something really appealing to me about that. Uh, Just, but.
0: I do, I think so, but I also, and I, I think what I struggle with is not that, it's the subsequent seasons Mm -hmm. in which it became clear that the demand for that was as high or higher than, the winner
1: Hmm.
0: you know i think that as seen
1: by the fact that like uh successful american idols include kelly clarkson carrie underwood Mm -hmm. adam lambert um
0: philip phillips
1: I've never heard of it. But he
0: only has that one song. You know him because <laughs> he had one song. It was always on the radio, but you thought it was a Mumford and Sons song.
1: Oh. Um probably, yeah. It was
0: the one that, like, "You're gonna make this place your home." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I did think that
0: yeah. was Mumford and Sons. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And so uh Yeah, it 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 there's there are all these winners They don't really amount to anything. I also think that... You know, um... I I also think that, like, they... The first season... Popular... How do I put this? It's not that, like, the establishment can't... Harness... Like, you know control the industry Mm. you know but i do feel like there are certain things when where like the fact that kelly clarkson was new that she was the first winner that there was like a this new thing like i felt like it would only work once Mm. because it could only be new once For the people
1: who. For the people who
0: like. Newness is kind of a part of the deal. And when it comes to the music industry and like emerging talent in the music industry, newness is a part of that deal.
1: Hmm.
0: Like for an emerging artist, having like an original sound, having like this original look.
1: They're. Like.
0: That is like so important. And so if you are just somebody that was spit out of the music industry, nobody, I feel like you're just, you're going to be maybe a one hit wonder. No one's really going to care about you. And it just seems like that's kind of what happens with all of these reality shows now. They're cool talent shows. Great. Love seeing... A variety show of people performing Mm -hmm. but it's just a variety show Mm -hmm. i'm not going to follow this person afterwards i'm certainly not going to commit any money to them later they're just they were just they had a they were on a variety show for a season Mm -hmm. um it's almost it almost became like vaudeville Mm -hmm. uh and so like yeah they're
1: but 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 as it became that,
0: then the I feel like the making fun of people started to take more uh, precedent, and then for a while,
1: I think you had a lot of
0: a lot of it just being about at least from the point of view of the viewer watching people get humiliated
2: mm, yeah
0: and i don't know how much i like that no it's true i don't
2: yeah right that's kind of like the it's one make it's like a you know it's like yeah watching a like it's watching a train wreck and it's like
0: ooh, right ooh. yeah
2: but these are like you know,
0: it, people yeah. yeah this is around the season of william hung also um who sang you know she bangs oh yeah by ricky martin Mm -hmm. yeah and he got like all kinds of like fame from people just wanting to watch him be yeah a, a shitty singer yeah like that's
1: yeah
0: i mean that's crazy to me uh it's not it's like it is somehow a kind of freak show that we convinced ourselves was okay Mm -hmm. you know um and i just want to be incredibly clear that like there's no such thing as a freak Mm -hmm. it's the the problem is us yeah like us wanting to watch something where we view the person that we're looking at as stupid as less than human where like we are sort of abusing and exploiting their uh life mm-hmm. for to make ourselves feel better about our own life
1: yeah.
0: um yeah i did think uh as far as the pilot goes i was like uh, uh some of the sort of things got me like annoyed one, it was always funny to watch the, um, the, that learned that there was another host. I know. You know, that's you're like, wow, F- Brian, Brian Dunkelman. Dunkelman. <laughs> Who are you? Come on, man. Brian Dunkelman. You had an agent and they let you keep the name Dunkelman. Come on. <laughs> you must get so you're like, your name's Ryan Seacrest. God damn it. That's a good name. Right. Why didn't I change my name? Yeah. <laughs> uh the the, um turns out his last name was sarsgard but he had to change it you know um the also thought it was crazy that they were like yeah there was a voiceover was like the new american idol might be parking cars or i know or even waiting
2: tables tables. i was like yeah if they're a singer or maybe they right. you mean
0: the most expected thing right. the most yeah. expected like even alt job for a performer I have? yeah, um so
2: funny, yeah, and I did not yeah. like in the in the pilot, man, they uh, the Tamika, do you remember Tamika?
0: Oh, yeah, them deciding that it was like i I didn't even care so much about what happened with Simon but the fact that multiple times they found it appropriate to make jokes about the fact that he had mispronounced her name.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And her being and her trying to uh, correct him and him continuing to say the wrong name. And they thought that was so funny. Uh, Yeah. That felt really, really gross. Yeah. Yeah. Also something that uh, I just think, Oh, sorry. I was going to move on to a different thing. No, go for it. This is not the pilot, but (laughs) it just cracks me up. And this is the like, old technology that seems so cutting edge in the voting the like <laughs> the fact that for every after every song Ryan Seacrest and oh, whoever dear. was just saying, they would come to their little part of the stage and he's like, okay, at the end of the show, but not right now, you're going to, if you want to, you know, vote for Von Zell, you're going to dial one 866 zero one one or one 866 Idols 4 And that's one 866 And it's like, but don't vote now, vote at the end. And it's just <laughs>
1: like,
2: singular wireless customers can text vote to, and it's just like, it's so funny. Cause I'm like, this seems absolutely insane. And it's like, right people do this and like what are these numbers like it was so
0: like in 2005 it was like yeah okay that makes sense sure (laughs)
2: right
0: damn it i wish i had singular i'm gonna get singular wireless just so i can text i
2: know i can vote yeah (laughs) right oh
1: yeah
0: i also thought like another moment where i was like this is fucking racist as hell is when the two hosts were like Fawning all over this fucking white woman, like Uh, asking her parents if they could, if she would ever be allowed to marry someone in television and, and all kinds of stuff. And then they make the comment that, like, because they were so busy hitting on this woman, which is gross.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, there were these two, like, gorgeous black women who fucking destroyed their auditions right. that they didn't pay any attention to right.
2: And the white woman did a bad job and didn't make it. Yeah. She, was, she sucked. <laughs> she sucked. Yeah, She was so shit. Yeah, terrible, exactly. Right. And that they even said like, well, we were distracted by this awesome lady who knew there were things. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, that, that really is bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, like Jesus. I mean,
2: yeah. and it's, and like the, okay, terrible. I know. And I feel like, um, Cause the, I was really interested in this moment and it's cause it's in the pilot where, so it's like the, you can tell the first moment where they encounter somebody who is an amazing singer, but whose appearance is, you know, essentially as Simon put it, not what you expect when you think about the idea of an American idol.
1: Right. Um, right.
2: And like, he said that basically to this woman um, and then the other two judges, you know, were like, well, I think, you know, we're here to judge the voice and blah, 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 blah. And then like later, there was another moment where, you know, he kind of, he also, or Simon was, was like sort of saying something that seemed opposite from that initial thing where he was like, you know, to somebody who by the same metrics, you know, didn't fit this idea of like this basically, you know, essentially a tall, mm-hmm. very skinny, big boobed white woman uh, or, or man, I suppose, you know, but like uh, this was all directed towards huh?
0: him. Uh, what are you talking about are you
2: talking about in miami i'm talking about about the people who don't fit that description which is like it's got it Yeah, yeah yeah when he's like the american idol you know basically i think is you know um right yeah or you know that like later he sort of said something where to someone who like didn't fit that description where he was like you probably didn't think you were going to advance but you're going to advance you know what i mean and so it's like i it's interesting to think about but then i think the show doesn't like this the voice, it's like, I'm like, Oh, this is a great reason why the voice exists, you know? Um, because Mm -hmm. you, they still like, especially by the end, when you get to see like who the people are when we're at the top three or something, it's like all people who do fit that description, you know, of like the class, like, you know, and so it's, it feels like the show too is really like, you know, it's still kind of, it's per, perpetuating well i was like perpetrating what's the word perpetuating like the you know the the very uh god i'm losing all my words what do you well i guess like yeah
0: uh, i I mean i i think my question for you then is uh to go back to how you talked about them how they were talking about how they were pulling back the curtain Mm
1: -hmm.
0: on the sort of audition process
1: yeah do you
0: agree or disagree that acknowledging that there is a type of look and body type that goes along with being like a pop icon, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like that that is or is not part of pulling back the curtain?
2: No, it totally is, yeah. But I, I guess what I'm saying is I think like it seems to try to do that work in the first episode and maybe the first episode of each season, which also I assume does this like snapshot of the globe, the whole nationwide audition process. But then it feels like, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I have not seen much American Idol then besides what we watch now, like that feels like it sort of disappears and it becomes about once again, judging, judging people who do fit into that or, or choosing people who do, fit into that expectation
0: well that's the other thing too right of like they can say whatever they want to say and they can like put up all the people that they want to put up but at the end of the day the last those top three people Mm -hmm. america put them there
1: yeah yeah you know
0: what i mean like they they if they say america typically wants this and then that gets like validated Mm -hmm over and over again in top threes although it doesn't because just google the name taylor hicks um but the like i do hear what you're talking about and i don't know i think they also because i think they do a good job of referencing like je ne sais quoi Mm
1: -hmm. you
0: know And, and and referencing that that the first woman he was unsure about, but the other woman, he just yeah. had a feeling.
1: Right.
0: You know? Yeah,
1: um, yeah.
2: Did yeah. you just
0: Google Taylor Hicks? I did, I did. <laughs> what a weird winner. What a weird winner.
2: Totally. Still attractive. So strange.
0: Still a freak. Sure, you got Silver Fox. Yeah. He's like if Paul Hollywood was yes. a singer. oh my singer. God. Totally. <laughs> um, but like, but like the, um, the other thing that I noticed about it is like I've just decided... The, the rule, and everyone knows that this is the rule, but it can feel like when you're dressing, when you're living through a trend, it doesn't feel like a trend.
2: Oh, my God. Their clothes?
0: <laughs> you you have one of two yeah. ways to dress. Oh, the clothes? Okay? So Write this down. Mm. Classically, you can dress classically
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it will always be classic. or You can dress totally uniquely,
1: Hmm.
0: you know, like people don't look at, you know, an example, uh, not comparing anyone in the show to David Bowie, but like, you know, David Bowie didn't dress classically. We look at the way that he dressed and we don't think, man, the 70s, you know, the the example that from the pilot episode where I was like, he actually could wear that today is the guy that I think who dressed the weirdest. The guy who like sang to Paula and was like, Paula, you look so hot right now.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: His style was like one of the few that was like, not, it did not look like anybody else. And like, if a singer wore it today, it would be normal. Hmm. He kind of reminded me of a singer named Conan gray. Hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it it, it everyone else. Holy shit! Hmm. What the hell was two thousand early two thousands fashion? Right? But like,
2: yeah, it was so bad. Um,
0: I mean, who'd have thought if you were like, oh, just wear jeans and a t shirt. Right. Even jeans and a t shirt
2: looks like so different. I know, right? The, They're the, like the boot all Maxanistas. Uh, yeah, exactly. It all looked, and I was like. Especially by the time we're at you know the last three, the top three to be the
1: title
2: right. of the U, like they're going to be dressed by tons of wardrobe people who have all the clothes they could possibly choose from at their fingertips, and they just yeah they look like they stepped out of a TJ Maxx dressing room, and I you know I I'm I was a i loved TJ Maxx, but um but wow yeah like it's so yeah, the, funny how bad it looks.
0: <laughs> it's forward. just like oh my god you're wild so all so bad and and like and you know everything they put on like ryan seacrest to look cool i'm like this weird 2000 disco club style look you know it i I don't i feel like that's what it has to be of like the tight turtlenecks with the weird sort of Mm -hmm. neon kind of threads i don't It just looks so crazy to me. Yeah. And. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, Also, I gotta say, like. I don't know if it was just the type. I don't know if it was the the fact that like everything they wore just looked like it was such fourth rate shit. But also like. Heels. Made them all look worse. All the women looked worse in heels.
1: Yeah.
0: Like they should have been in tennis shoes. They look so terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I with the, the, it's so bizarre because we lived through it. We didn't remember, we don't like remember that kind of fashion looking like absolute trash.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, I mean, everyone just looks like fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, really what the hell? Everyone except Simon.
2: <laughs> everyone except Simon because he wore all black. Right. He dressed classic. He just
0: wore black. Yep. He just wore black. Um, yeah, did you want to talk about, like, anything from the 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 fifth season?
2: I mean... Well, I mean, I don't know if you found anything say, special was, about that. No, I was just thinking about, you know, um, what you were saying about how, you know, in the end, the people choose the American Idol. And, like, I just... I would be very interested. I wonder if any, like, sociologists have, like, written anything about this or studied this in some way. But, like, there is still and I don't, I don't know, I don't know what this is. I don't know if it has anything to do with race. I don't know if it's, uh, whatever it is, but like the, okay, well, that's, so that's a separate thing, but thinking about like the way, the way that the, the, even when you're voting, there's still an order that you see people in. There's still the judges responding to them. Um, which whether you agree with the judges or what they say, or you don't agree with them, like, The, the judge's perspective is also like, you know, subconsciously at least, um, you know, affecting thoughts, playing, playing a factor. Um, and it was just really interesting to see, like, so with this, the one that we watched, you know, it was two white people and a black woman. And, uh, it's also interesting to see that the, the judging, like you don't actually find out until the next episode who gets through right um which is smart i guess but it's also really it's like weird it feels really weird especially after watching a lot of bake-off i guess um
0: yeah but something that happened for like a brief period and it kind of still happens with dancing with the stars Mm -hmm. they were airing multiple episodes a week
2: Mm. oh sure okay that's true yeah yeah so yeah okay.
0: like For tuning sure. in next time was tuning in tomorrow
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah
2: um but it's just so like i just this is the sociology thing i'm really curious about is like how the judges respond to who and what ways and why and it felt really like I, I was just thinking about this particular episode and maybe it's because knowing that carrie underwood is a winner i'm like heart judging her harsher than i would you know because i'm like every moment i'm like does she deserve to win or something um but you know there was like mm-hmm. um for Von Zell, she sang her last song i think she basically all the judges essentially what they were saying was like you did an awesome job that was perfect but they all just said like three words each down the line whereas for both Bo and carrie they were like gushing or at least had a lot more to say and like you know and, and i've it probably just like happens sort of randomly or maybe it's just that like, they don't, they didn't think she was as good. I don't know. But like, I just can't, like you remember, so there's some lines that they said that were just like off the cuff, supposedly about the other two, that I'm like, that sticks with me. And if I was voting or something, I would be remembering that thing where like, you know, Randy Jackson was just, or, or where like, yeah, was like, I feel like we were just at the Bow concert and, you know, or like, or where like Paula Abdul was like, in just two more weeks we're all gonna have to pay to watch him sing you know like where it's kind of like the judges yeah i don't know like how how much it actually is democratic it is but like i don't know i'm I'm just like thinking about that and like there's no i mean
0: yeah that is also something that like we have we have that exact same issue in our electoral politics Mm -hmm. right of like saying oh i'm not going to vote for that candidate because they're not being discussed as being electable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. Where it's like the only way to make them electable is to actually elect them. So like the idea that sort of uh punditry about someone makes it makes you more likely to vote for them. Um yeah, i think that definitely plays in. I I also think that like racism certainly plays in. Um I also feel like but it but it also I don't know it depends it's more nuanced than that because there are uh there are an, a number of a number of black winners mm-hmm. um the winners of seasons two and three um I mean it's not like a no yeah, no ta like we're not like putting tallies in columns or anything, but like yeah, it, it's definitely there and it's definitely there in them i think one of the biggest one of the biggest sociological questions to me is it goes it also permeates you know um fit people when like we talk about you know actors and who we cast you know the the idea that um producers and casting aren't giving enough chances to people with real talent because they don't fit this standard body type and then The they sort of summed like to a a degree of rightfulness and a degree of wrongfulness hide behind the the notion that no people don't want you. Like Hmm. people want to like it it's not my fault that People yeah. won't want to watch a movie if the male lead isn't hot mm-hmm.
1: right.
0: you know it it's like it's not have- my <laughs> fault that people want the the female lead love interest to be young mm-hmm. you know like it's not yeah they it there are things about that that get proven to be wrong that like that there are plenty of markets for things that just aren't being fed mm-hmm. but i also think that that excuse um d- like people shouldn't give themselves the free pass of looking at how much they've turned down looking g- watching a movie because the the, the people weren't hot enough hmm
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: because that's just how it is yeah um
1: yeah that's true it's interesting
0: I yeah and like so i i'm interested in that it's like I'm what are you saying
2: in... oh sorry so sorry no no. i didn't mean to cut off the thought i
0: no there's no I, i'm interested in I that feel like as I've well done.
2: and i was just saying that uh yeah that was my last sort
1: of thing to throw out there yeah American
0: Idol. um same uh watching it was funny because there were things like him saying sea Crest out i was like oh my god i forgot that that was like a whole thing that mm, yeah. he was saying seacrest sea out out and it, right and it was just like oh man i feel like we got i feel like that's when it became a normal thing to talk about like yeah it's just a catchphrase i'm trying out mm. like like there was all that all of that sort of is implicitly digging at Ryan Seacrest going Seacrest out. <laughs> like, totally,
2: totally.
0: um, yeah. I uh, feel like it's even in something else, but I don't remember. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I, the question I have uh, though is like, without this, we wouldn't have had X factor without X factor, no one direction without one direction, no Harry styles. Do we get rid of American idol? Hmm. Or do we think that...
2: I personally don't uh, care about any of those things, so I'm fine with it, but...
0: <laughs> but, yeah, you should listen to Harry Styles. Harry Styles is great. Um, and as far as the Vogue cover is concerned, I think it's horrifically... Not horrifically overblown. is is a little overblown. Um, mm. But it's just a magazine cover. I find it so hilarious, the triggering of conservative punditry um but then yeah the other thing is that uh there would not be a vacuum if there were no Harry Styles um (laughs) there would just be someone else Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all righty yeah um do you have a haiku
2: I do I do but uh, I'm gonna go at the end sorry listener. Is, is it
0: not the end well is it not the end this
2: thing little of that thing little of who we are next week etc. and then it's the end right
0: fine um okay my name uh, if Virginia's gonna make me is Steven Moskus, and you can find me at Steven Moskus on Twitter uh you can find me at Save the Pingles on TikTok yep. boy have I not used at this by the time this episode comes out I will not have made an Instagram post in a year
2: crazy so
0: that's fun Nice.
2: Um, we are Rock Rising. Yeah, I just podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean, that. I didn't know
0: you were. In no, 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 no. We are Rock Rising Productions podcast. You can follow uh, Rock Rising to look at their different projects on uh, Instagram at Rock Rising Inc. On Twitter, you can find us at uh, uh, SWKT Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. And Gina is Gina underscore with a G. I guess you can look at her fat ugly cat
2: oh my god how dare you i know that
0: you're dumb wow. feline
2: next suck. week 2006 uh it's gonna be an interesting one which is um pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest right that's the second one
0: yeah uh, that's and, the second one which i've never seen
2: yeah i think i saw it once when it first came out i was a huge fan of the first one because i was in love with Orlando blue as we already know um yeah. and uh the departed is next week hey time. what a week like um, I said with a haiku and this time I decided to uh, I decided this it was intentional it's not because I forgot um, I decided to write one as we were talking so that it responds to the way that what we said about the, the two things so here we go oh, oh unthinking trash who is Brian Dunkelman get rid of them both that's my haiku
0: there you go peace well out well done
2: Bye.
0: well done uh Should we keep this out? (laughs) Nice.
2: This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram.
1: And if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.